You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi there, and welcome back to another fun week on the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm extra excited because we are going to be joined today by my dear friend, Chiquita Jones, who I met a couple of years ago in this online business world. And we're going to get to know about her journey, which is similar to mine, and just kind of some of the things that have come up for her in the discovery of landing in a place where she feels really aligned with how she's working with clients. And I'm sure that she'll share if she's anything like me in my journey, that wasn't always like some, you know, clear beacon in terms of this is how I want to do things. We always knew that there was more out there for us. And she is somebody that I've grown to know and respect because I can see that she's always striving to do more in her business in terms of how do I become a better version of myself so that I can deliver better quality results for clients, right? Somebody who's not going to settle, which <laughs> makes me love her even more because that can be our our nemesis sometimes too, where that, you know, it's never going to be enough. But I think that's what makes us have that drive and that desire to really deliver unparalleled results to our clients. So before we dive in, I want to turn this over to you, Chiquita, and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, where can we find you online? And how do you describe yourself as a business owner today? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on here, Melissa. It's really, really great to connect with you always. I mean, as you said, we've traveled in the same circles for a while and, you know, it's really great that we've developed a friendship and being colleagues. So that's always really cool to connect. I am outside of the DC area. So I'm in Maryland and online. I'm at chiquitajonesvirtual.com and I don't do a ton of social media, but I'm out there for sure. You know, I, I have the profiles, I've reserved my name everywhere and everything. But yeah, any way that somebody can find me, they can reach out to me and I'm around. So where did you get started? Like, let's go back to like the first days of building your business online. Like, how did that come to be? And where did that begin? So interestingly enough, I would say my entrepreneurial learning started probably around the age of like 16, 18 years old. My dad had a girlfriend that gave me uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad on CDs. And I listened to it and thought it was so interesting, but I never really had a desire to be an entrepreneur or be the boss or anything. Um, so I really just thought that I was learning it to be helpful to somebody else somewhere along the journey. So I took the information because I love to learn anything and everything. So I took the information and kind of kept tucking it away. Um, I worked my corporate jobs 
banking. I went into recruiting. I went into training and development. And then I left banking and went into manufacturing and did operations support in manufacturing. I went out as a applications engineer on site at customers, helping them to uh, make their processes more efficient. And when I finally got tired of driving everywhere to see my customers and everything, then I left corporate and then it was kind of this whole new world of what in the world am I going to do next? And so I had stayed home for maybe five months or so, and I got really used to it. And I just loved it. I loved not having to be anywhere, not having to leave the house or anything. So then I started thinking, okay, it's about time to go back to work, but how can I do this from home? (laughs) So I was just determined to figure out something that I could do at home so I didn't have to leave the house. And so I looked into all kinds of things, secret shopper, doing surveys, all these crazy things that, you know, paid a little tiny bit of money here and there, you know, but it was not at all something that was going to be sustainable um, on a larger scale. So I came across virtual assistant work. And so I started looking into that and I thought, well, this, you know, this uses skills that I already have. So maybe that's something that I can do and make it a real thing. So I started working through an agency and it was a great way for me to start because I didn't have the burden of looking for clients and doing any type of billing or anything like that. I could focus on just doing the work and seeing what that was about and whether or not it was something I wanted to do. So After I was working as a virtual assistant for a while, someone that I knew referred a client to me. So then it was, oh my goodness, I guess I have to start a business because (laughs) I need to be able to build this client and, you know, work with them and everything. So I started taking clients on my own and developing my business piece by piece, you know, whatever needed to be done. I got it done real quick and was ready to go. And then just more responsibility kept coming. And I found that I could take on a larger capacity of work and more responsibility. So moved into online business manager work. I took the Integrator Academy, um, which was where you and I met. That's right. I was I was thinking as I was listening to this story, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we, we met inside of there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we did the Integrator Academy and then... Along the way, you had mentioned being a certified OBM. So then I was like, oh, well, let me take a look at that, you know, to see if that's something that would be beneficial. So then I ended up doing the certification program after I did the Integrator Academy, and it was great. It gave me a good foundation to be able to understand what I could offer clients and how to structure it and package it and everything. So I did that for a while, but I quickly learned that my capacity for OBM clients was small because I like to do a good job. I wanted to go really deep into their business, and I thought, oh my goodness, I cannot do this with a ton of clients. That's just not going to happen. So I knew that the option was there to bring on a team and to create an agency type of a setup, but that just, that just wasn't my thing. It wasn't what I was interested in. It just didn't feel right for me. So over the past year or so, I was trying to figure out what is that thing? What is the next step? You know, what is the expand my capacity, but still be able to really serve people in a way that I wanted to. So then consulting, just I I started paying attention to what my clients were saying they were getting value from. And I noticed every time we would have a call every week, we would talk through something 
sometimes they would leave with a list of five or six things that they needed to do. And I didn't have any to do's on my, out of that conversation, but they would still say, oh my goodness, this was so helpful. Oh, this was great. Oh, I feel so much better. I'm so much more clear on what I'm doing. And I couldn't really understand what that was. It was just so foreign to me to think, how do you, how did you get so much? All we did was talk. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that is where this story has evolved. And so kind of to bring you up to speed in terms of of the listener, Chiquita and I had a a coffee chat last week just to catch up and, and she shared that she had moved into consulting. And as you may or may not know, I am offering this really new exciting program called the Consulting Framework Accelerator, because I too pivoted from being an OBM in the traditional sense, right? In being in the business and doing into this consulting role. And so one of the questions I asked her last week was like, oh my goodness, like what, like, what did that feel like when you started hearing from people that like there may be value outside of doing, right? And I think one of the things you shared was around this, like, what do you mean this was valuable to you. Like I didn't do anything. You're the one with the actionable items, right? So talk to me a little bit more about that because I guarantee that that was not the first time that you'd heard that, right? That start making you kind of replay tapes in your head. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I did sit down to start thinking about it, there were so many times that people called me, people tell me things that I don't understand why they're telling me because I don't necessarily have any frame of reference for it mm-hmm. or I don't have any expertise in that area. But they really wanted to share something with me and they shared it. And maybe I asked them questions about it that got their wheels spinning. So they were able to think through something based on the conversation that we were having or the questions that I was asking. So it just helped them to solidify something or clarify something or saying it out loud and hearing it maybe gave them some clarity that they were seeking. So all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of instances where people would talk about something and they would get something out of it. And I felt like- it felt like something you could do in your sleep, right? Like you were just like, really? And that's the thing. There's this pivotal moment and it's different for each of us, right? And it's not something that you know is going to happen, but when you look Mm -hmm. back and you say, okay, that was the moment it started to finally sink in where I couldn't continue to ignore this feedback that I was continually getting where people were like, it was so valuable just to talk to you. I would hear things like, I love just having access to your brain. And I would think like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not the one with like the, you know, super successful business. What am I able to bring? That was all limiting beliefs. And that was all imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and not having the confidence to, spoiler alert, people were seeing us as the expert long before we were seeing ourselves as the expert, right? Think about, you know, doing the Integrator Masterclass Academy, for instance. Like how many clients have you worked with that, maybe have heard of traction or have heard of rocket fuel, but they didn't do any type of masterclass academy. They're moving so quickly in their business, staying in their zone of genius that they can't even pause long enough to like digest another thing. But like, this is our genius. This is our space of being the strategic minded person that's soaking up all the goodness. And we're able to go into a business, just like you said, we don't need all the frame of reference because we can catch on really quickly because we're used to looking at things from a different perspective in terms of, I hear what you're saying and here are 47 like alerts that are going off in my head of things you haven't considered yet. And does this make sense, you know, with where you're wanting to go with the business and how does it affect the bottom line? The business owner is too close to it, right? So we bring this expert vantage point essentially, but 
getting to a place where I can articulate that with confidence that I know that I bring value, like that's, that took me years. I resisted And I don't know if that was the same for you, but when I would hear, when I would hear somebody give me a compliment that it was so nice to, you know, have this call with you, this was really, really helpful. I immediately went to the place of how could it possibly be helpful? I didn't deliver anything tangible to you. You are not walking away with a new project that's complete or a new action Mm -hmm. plan. Like you mean talking to me, like I couldn't put value on it. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what I'm really excited about with this new program, because so much of it is mindset. Like if we could have gone back to our two years ago self and like had a talking to (laughs) who knows where we would be in our business right now. And, and when we caught up last week and we were chatting, I was like, so elated to hear that you were doing consulting. Let's talk about what that looks like and what that means. Like, how do you, like, what's the cadence? Like how often do you meet with consulting clients? Right. Versus like when you were in the day to day. So I am now, I offer weekly calls and I've had two people take me up on them. And one was like, oh, I'm too busy for every week, but every other week works good for me. So I said, okay, that's great. And like from our conversation, when you were saying, well, that makes sense because sometimes people need a week to implement things or think through things or whatever it is that they need to do. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Because again, I was thinking, oh, that's not enough value. Exactly. Every other week, that's not enough. So um, you were feeling like they weren't going to feel like they were getting value because they couldn't access you as much when really what they were feeling was like, if I have to show up every week and be accountable to getting things done, I'm actually going to get overwhelmed because she's going to help me get clarity on more next steps than I could ever arrive to on my own. But, you know, it's easy for me to say this because I started off in the same exact way. My first consulting client, she begged for weekly calls and I didn't know any better. And I thought, great. Yeah. How could I not talk to you every week? That's how often I talk to my retainer clients. Of course, I'd have to talk to you every week. And then I realized that I was drowning her because Mm -hmm. she said she wanted to move fast. And it was like, okay, and here's your action item list for this week. And here's what you need to do. And then she couldn't keep up. And so it was like, people need more space. I've had clients come to me and say, can we do three weeks in between? You know, their regular cadence is two, but can we do three weeks or a month? Because you gave me a lot of stuff to work on and I need to go and make sure I do it. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, now that's a win <laughs> when they <laughs> when they push back a little bit because I'm like, okay, they're they're feeling like they've got some some work to go do. Right. And that's really what people are asking for is help me figure out what I should do next in my business strategically, right? Exactly. My zone of genius is not your zone of genius. And it's just like, our call, we, we had a situation where I was having, we didn't even mean to like bring this up on the call, but I mentioned to you that I was having problems with a video training I'd recorded and the audio was off and, and you were like, Oh, have you run it through handbrake? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this magic voodoo you speak of? And so on the call in real time, I downloaded it. We ran it through. It took like five minutes and it like was a 95% solution. So had you been my consulting you know, the person I'd hired in my business, like that alone would have been value. Cause I tried to figure this out on my own to get to a solution for me, not being a tech person, I was going to go re-record that. And so that was at least an hour and a half of my time. Mm. And so that type of stuff where you don't need to necessarily know that you'll have all the answers, but being somebody who's coming with your own suitcase of experience and knowledge that may or may not find quick solutions for people, like 
That's huge value, right? Right. Having access to a brain that's been out there and been in a lot of other people's businesses, but it's easy for us to take for granted because it's what we love and it's what Mm -hmm. we do. Exactly. How often do you find yourself falling back on things like you covered in the Integrator Masterclass Academy, for instance, or pulling from pieces that you gained from the Online Business Manager certification? Like, do you feel like that is, that's part of your toolbox and you'll bring in frameworks that already exist, but also put your own twist on it? Kind of talk to me about like, how do you approach scenarios in clients' businesses? Yeah, absolutely. I use those tools all the time. And that's part of why I don't see any of those things that I've done before as a waste. They're all just part of my toolbox. And I have the books up here on my bookshelf right behind me. There's Rocket Fuel, there's Traction, there's um, my OBM binder is on the shelf, all kinds of books, you know, that I refer to. And I, I'm constantly taking trainings and everything because I love to learn stuff. So all of that, I have a folder on my computer for all training PDFs and books, ebooks that I've downloaded and everything and that kind of stuff. I've familiarized myself with it over and over again, even just to reference things so that I kind of know, oh yeah, when I have a client that needs that, here's Mm -hmm. where I can go to pull that from. And I go back in those books a lot to actually find things that are useful and um, help people adapt things. Sometimes people will know of a program or they'll have something and they'll say, oh, but that didn't work for me. And I'll say, well, you've already started it. So let's talk about what didn't work. Maybe there's a small tweak that we can make that will make it work for you, but you don't have to follow it to the T. So there's a lot of things that it's people might look at it and say, oh, I I can't follow that to the letter. So I'm not going to do it at all. But I help them understand we can take pieces of that. If that works, we'll, we'll use that. We'll dump the rest and then we'll take this from over here. We'll use that and then make a custom system for them that helps them have their business run the way that it works for them. Yeah. So you just painted like an amazing picture. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, this is super interesting. I've known that like there's more to the way that I want to work with clients, but I've never seen what that could potentially look like. Think about your bookshelf, your metaphorical bookshelf, right? You have a unique bookshelf of experience and things that you've decided to dive into and become an expert, more of an expert than someone else, because that's what, you know, your passion is behind and how can you learn? People want access to your bookshelf. They want access Mm -hmm. to what you have already, you know, spent time digging into deeper and figuring out how that applies to people's businesses now compile the fact that you're also bringing experience with seeing, you know, other people's businesses and what works and what doesn't. So you're not only bringing one perspective, you're bringing the lens into a lot of other places that somebody who is going to be your client would love to have access to, but they can't get to that without you. You're the conduit to like this whole other world, right? And so when you start looking at it like that, like, oh, that is valuable because it's hard to just slap a price on consulting and showing up in someone's business and giving guidance and helping them come to conclusions on next steps to take, like that doesn't sound very exciting or valuable, but when you look at it in terms of like that suitcase and bookshelf and, you know, wagon, whatever we want to call it of experience and knowledge and visibility and access that becomes powerful. Yeah. And also the contacts because yes. Being in the OBM community, being in the integrator community, there are people out there that 
even though I may be the consultant and I talk to the client and I may help them understand something about something, it may not be something that I'm going to put together for them, but I may know someone and can refer them to people and say, okay, here's three people that I know who do this. Go ahead and reach out to them and talk to them and see, you know, who you want to work with. And so providing those contacts for people so that they don't feel like they're opening up the yellow pages to date myself. (laughs) They're opening opening up the yellow pages and just saying, or just Google searching, you know, the person that does this and not knowing who someone is, but I'm able to help connect people, which I absolutely love to do because it helps both of the people. So that's also a a huge part of it that sometimes I think we don't necessarily pay as much attention to like who we know and our resources as far as people. Huge. And, you know, that's just got the wheels turning in my head thinking of actual consulting clients because I've been doing consulting work for two years now. And that's the other arm of my business. I have the coaching arm, but the consulting side and the number of people that I have helped clients hire or bring in as other consultants into their business is mind boggling. If I wrote out an actual list, because that's what they need. They want to come and say, oh my goodness, I, you know, think that I need this. Okay. I know of a couple of, or I know the type of person. Let me then also go back to my community and say, who does this community, my trusted resource of people recommend? So you're right. Having that access, it's like having access to the elite country club for entrepreneurs, essentially. Like there are people Mm -hmm. who've are tried and true. And you can also vet people really well. Like uh, mm-hmm. clients will come to me and say, Hey, I'm thinking about, you know, hiring this marketing agency. Do you know anything about them? I don't, but let me get my eyes on it. And let me ask a couple other people who specialize in this and see if they catch any red flags. That's right. pure value, it huge is. value, right? Definitely. So now let's talk about present day and I love to, you know, be real and normalize things because I want to inspire other women. What's coming up for you at this point of your journey in terms of like mindset stuff? Because you've identified there is value to what I do, but what is keeping you from, you know, truly designing the business of your dreams in terms of going all in with consulting? Or maybe you don't want to do that, but talk to me about like in real life, what's coming up Mm -hmm. for Chiquita right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So I laughed so hard because when I watched your video the other day, you said something on there about being a certified mindset coach and everything. And you were like, no, I'm not all the way woo. I was like, oh, I am. I am totally. Are you really? I am. Yeah. You're like the most non woo woo person that I know. I love it. I'm so both. You guys, if you can see her right now, she is dressed like to a T, looks like she is straight out of a J. Crew ad, like gorgeous. Not woo. <laughs> I really am. And I mean, I have over the past, I'd say over the past year at least, but I have really started to question different things and really look into other things and just mindset, just opening things up and meditation. And I I got mala beads and, you know, all different, all these different, every little step leads to the next one and next one and next one. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm really <laughs> over on the side here. And I mean, it's so fascinating, but I guess I have I have that feeling almost constantly that there's something else, that there's something more, and I just cannot grasp it. And then it is further complicated by the fact that the things that I do, the things that I've gone into, I've done them well. 
So I can, I follow instructions. I can do things. I, I learn a lot of stuff. So I do things and I do them well, but it's that whole like zone of excellence versus zone of genius thing. And so I'm not certain that I really know what my zone of genius is. And so I would love to be able to narrow that down. But I also have that that kind of antsiness that everything is fun and everything is really cool while I'm learning it. And I'm like, oh yeah, yes, this is it. This is it. But then after a while, it's like the shine wears off. And then I'm like, hmm. Okay, so what's the next thing that I can learn and get into? So that trying to balance how much of that is real or how much of that am I fabricating because I'm just looking for something else or, you know, how much is maybe shiny object syndrome or I don't really know yet. And then sometimes I have that feeling of. I don't want to be that person who just keeps jumping to this, to this, to this, to this, to this, and all these different things that don't make any sense. Like, that's what I felt about my corporate career. It was like, okay, I'm working as a teller. Now I'm in human resources. Now I'm doing recruiting. Now I'm doing training and development. And then I jump ship completely and I'm working in manufacturing. I'm helping companies build planes, trains, and automobiles, you know? And it was just kind of like, where does that come from? At one of the positions I held in my last job, I was going out and repairing vending machines that we sold to customers, repairing vending machines and restocking them. And I loved it because I had my hands on things and I was taking stuff apart and oiling it up, putting it back together. So yeah, there's, I don't know, just this whole like, what is the real thing here? (laughs) (laughs) I love all of this. So a couple of thoughts that came up and I'm going to start with the most recent one. And I think that part of, part of this unrest, right. Is not knowing what's going to come next is uncomfortable, but that's also growth. Mm -hmm. The mindset work and shift is you are choosing the next steps that you take versus when you were in corporate and you were jumping around, you were jumping at opportunities instead of you're creating opportunities now as a CEO of your business. And so remembering to bring yourself back to that, that CEO mindset and away from the employee mindset, because you do have control and you didn't have control before. And so it wasn't pivoting with purpose. It was jumping at opportunities versus these are tiny pivots, but they're strategic because you're getting to know yourself more and getting closer to that zone of genius and and getting in there. But I think that that is, you know, ever evolving to some degree. And so giving yourself the space to be totally okay that it's going to continue to be a journey because you're going in a direction. Sometimes it's a circle, sometimes it's a squiggly line, but with a true purpose, right? And that for me has been really helpful. And it's okay to continue to learn and continue to tweak things because I think then this goes back to the first part that you were talking about. We are people who inherently need to continue to learn. We're lifelong learners, Mm -hmm. right? Right. No matter how much joy, if there is not also learning associated and pushing ourselves, like the other day I was talking to you and you know, you were, you were off to get acupuncture and you would just come from yoga and like, that's just who you are. And if we caged you up, like you would wither away. So it's okay if I'm going to keep learning and shifting and pivoting because I'm doing it with purpose and I'm doing it with strategy because I get to call the shots now. So that's Mm -hmm. part of that. My past experiences do not define my future progress, right? So what has happened in corporate, that's who I was before, but this is Chiquita in control. And then going back to that first part, it's like, 
okay, you know that there's more and you're not quite sure what it is. Instead of worrying about like what it is, going and doing more work on who you are. And that's where Mm -hmm. I have found so much growth. And this is where you, if you were listening, if that had been me, I bet you would have come at me in the same approach because it's how we would talk to our consulting clients. Okay, let's talk about what you do know. Have you taken your Colby? Have you done your strengths finder? We would start to look at what they already had. What do they know about it? And how can we dig deeper there so that you can undeniably say, my Colby says I'm a strategist. Mine does. And so this is part of like the true work for me when I started really realizing, hmm, maybe it's okay if I pivot towards this thing of being a consultant. And I I went back and started looking at who I was according to like science and the DNA, right? You can't ignore that when everything says my strengths finder top five, two of the things are strategy, like strategist, strategist, strategist. And I'm like, okay, so I wouldn't be an imposter by saying that I was a strategist, right? I needed some validation that like, this was my identity and I'm going to continue to build on that. So I think that you saying like, I, you know, you're, you're getting all the things, right? You're going down this Mm -hmm. path of woo. That's helping solidify who you inherently are. And it's going to make you stronger in how you're going to work with people. Anyway, that was like a super fun thing. And we would dig down deep on that. But that's part of, you know, in this program that I mentioned, there are going to be three specific modules. And the first one is going to be a lot of mindset work because anybody who's Mm -hmm. like, I think, Melissa, I'm ready for consulting. And we usually have a conversation. You know, I want to make sure people are ready to invest mentally and financially and all of the things in this Mm -hmm. because this is the next big step. But when I ask them the question, like, why aren't you already doing this then? It usually comes back to not being crystal clear in the confidence piece, not being able to see themselves as the expert, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that you've gotten a good taste of that. You're like, okay, I can't continue to deny that people are seeing me as an expert in different areas, but how can I get even more expertise? So you're kind of like on the quest for mastery at this point. Like you've gotten Mm -hmm. a taste for it and you're becoming the master of you. And that's cool and exciting. What would you say to somebody who is listening to this and they're thinking about like, hmm, I might want to be a consultant, but I don't know because I just spent all of this money in this program and that program. And I I said I was going to be, insert whatever title here, right? We'll go with OBM because that's what we both did. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person who is, is feeling that confliction? I would say that everything that you've invested in yourself is not a waste no matter what. So there doesn't have to be any concern about, oh, I did that program and now I'm going to waste it or anything. That's going into your toolkit. That's a part of what you have to offer. You learn something and it's going to be something that you'll use. And then I would say, try it out. I mean, try it out and do it. I have over the years of doing different virtual services, I've seen so many people try things out in so many different ways, whether it's to do a beta program or to offer it for free to one or two people or at a lower cost or just some kind of way to try it out to see if it's something that you really enjoy and want to go deeper into. So there's no, there's nothing but help to be done. If you do do it that way, um, whoever you work with is going to be helped. You're going to get clarity. And so it's a win-win. I love that. And I wish that I had had that voice in my head when I was sitting in the space of like, oh, but if I, you know, change directions, I've 
let myself down because I invested all this and this was my new identity instead of saying, wow, that's great that I invested all of that. That's going to make me even more resourceful for working with clients moving forward, right? Again, mindset, like young grasshopper, (laughs) go back there and talk to my former self. But there is not one program that I regret having invested in or purchased. Have some of them been better than others? You bet. And it's usually around the delivery, right? Like that's what it comes down to for me. But I always find a way to to use something. And I think that that's part of that growth mindset. What can I learn from this? How can I improve the version of myself? And going to James Clear's Atomic Habits approach, how can Mm. I get one cent? 1% better. Um, How can I become a little bit better than I was before? There's some good to get out of anything that we're open-minded to. I think I also already had kind of that type of an expectation just about education in general, because if you think Mm -hmm. back to, I mean, high school, college, anything, I got out of it what I put into it. So if I studied, if I took the resources and, you know, dug into it, if I did some more research outside of what I was given by the teacher, if I, you know, pulled it all together, I could make it a good experience. I could learn something from anything. So there's always something to be learned in in the programs that we do. I love that. Always be learning. I think that's been our theme Mm -hmm. today. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and just give other women the behind the scenes, you know, insight into your journey. And hopefully people will be as inspired by listening to you as I always am. And so I'm just grateful Mm -hmm. to call you a friend and a colleague and have, you know, I think this is the power I want to, I want to leave off on this one note is being careful when you go into communities at how you're viewing the other people within communities and making sure you're looking at collaboration opportunities and looking Mm -hmm. at getting to know people for people and being careful, especially when we come from corporate, right. To that we don't carry over these old habits of looking at people as competition because Mm -hmm. Chiquita and I could have done that. We could have said like, Oh, we're both in, you know, we're both on this path to be OBMs. We're both in the integrator masterclass. Like, Ooh, she's got, I've got to, I've got to figure out how I can, you know, set myself apart from her instead. Like Mm -hmm. we kept crossing paths and sharing experiences and have become like just referral partners. If any, Mm -hmm. if there's a way that I can, I can send someone's someone to Chiquita with, with confidence. And the more of those people that you surround yourself with, like the better off you're going to be. Like if I can mm-hmm. give you any advice, right. Yes. It's meaning our listeners today. So anyway, cheering each other on and giving so each other important, that support. Especially I mean, when you know part of what somebody's going through, because you're kind of in the same boat too. I mean, it's just so valuable to support each other. It totally is. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about the Consulting Framework Accelerator, we are going to get started um, March 1st and 2nd with our kickoff, which will be a virtual two-day intensive. And then we're going to have six additional weeks of coaching with me and coaching with our accountability coach, Kiva Slade. We will also run the program in fall of 2021. And then we will continue to run this because this is going to be a signature program because I've been called all kinds of things last week as people have seen me on lives. And one of my favorites was the mad scientist because this is what's happened. Like the, the heavens opened. And when I realized this was what I got to put together to help women step into this next level of themselves, I haven't stopped. I mean, I've 
there's been a lot of coffee in my life and I'm just <laughs> excited to bring this to the world. So reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, send me an email, melissa at melissafrolick.com. Join us over in the Up Level Lounge on Facebook where I'm doing lots of lives talking about behind the scenes and let me know what your questions are and I will genuinely help you decide if this is the right next step for you. Yeah, All right. And tell so great with that. <laughs> Thank you. I, Excellent. I hope that women truly understand that who are in my community. I I've told a yeah. lot of people to wait, um, or that mm-hmm. this wasn't, you know, inherently the right path for them. So this is not about selling someone to a pro into a program. Right. This is about helping the right women get the right opportunities for their future. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. And we will see you next week right here. Same time on the Up Level Lounge podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Up Level Lounge podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show. And while you are there, leave a rating and a review. I read each and every one and I love hearing from you. 